0: up everyone thanks again for tuning in tonight welcome to tales from the Pit. this is a podcast where we're going to talk about different stories within the casino industry
1: tonight we're going to feature michelle and here are your hosts jay john mike and
2: danielle hi everyone my name is jay welcome to the podcast tales from the casino pit and this is our third episode of our third season second of the name look who's here
0: hi Hi. First episode this season. Happy to be here. My name is Michelle Workman. I spent eight or nine years in the industry, but have not been in it since about 2005, 2006, something like that. I worked at both what was Palace Casino, now Starlight, and Yellowhead for about equivalent for each casino. I was a dealer, dealt all games, houseman, pit boss, and also did a little bit of work doing one week poker
2: cruises in around there as well. Perfect so as well as michelle we also have
3: just me regular old me regular boring me how's it going everybody welcome hi vince
2: awesome okay well this episode is being streamed on the casino industry canada group as well as the casino dealer j youtube channel so hello for both groups there thank you to the new subscribers that have joined you guys are awesome Once the episodes are posted, we put them on Spotify and iTunes. So you'll find our previous episodes on there. So first off, we have a comment here from Vince. He says, hi, everyone. Hello, Vince. Hi, Michelle, Mike, Jay, and Danny. Hello. Hey, Vince. Vince from the East. He was in the first episode. He was giving us some really cool questions and some good comments. So it's nice to see you back. Michelle. What's new? How are things going with you?
0: What's new? It's all Oilers right now. I mean, with a little bit of Oil King sprinkled in there, I guess. It's nice to have nice weather out. I love this part of the year where it's nice outside. Not scorching, a little bit cool in the evenings. Yeah, loving it.
2: Awesome. Yeah, Mike, have you been doing any barbecuing lately?
3: A little bit, not as much as I'd like. So I think it'll start to ramp up here.
2: Yeah, the weather's actually been pretty good. I've been working graves at the hospital, so... Kind of offsetting that, I am working at a casino now, which is really cool, but very, very casual. So I'm trying to balance this week and next week. After this podcast, I'm going straight to work and doing a nice 11 to 7. Man, it's hard to get used to that. But um, how was it with you guys trying to deal late night poker?
3: Uh, you know, I think at the time we we're pretty used to it. The transition wasn't that bad. We worked nights. Our late nights didn't last all night usually, so the game probably broke, say, around 6 in the morning. So it wasn't that often, regular casino hours. Going to Humpty's afterwards, I remember Michelle and I dealt quite a bit together, and it was really fun.
2: How about you, Michelle? How was it? trying to Yeah, I love
0: those late night Humpty's breakfasts. Those were awesome. Uh, Yellowhead, definitely, we'd have games go 24 hours. It was not uncommon for games not to break. I mean, this is a long time ago now. I definitely think my youth helped me be able to work those shifts. Now I would die, I think, if I had to do that. 2 a.m. to noon, there were definitely evenings where I fell asleep at the table. So, you know, waiting for someone to act, it's just like, oh, oh, okay, oh, okay.
1: You know?
4: <laughs> <laughs> what's going kind
0: of on like, whose turn is it oh they're right <laughs> <laughs> so it happened yeah it was hit or miss it was more the switching right if you were like two to noon or 10 p.m to 8 a.m frequently not so bad but going back to days that was the toughest
2: oh yeah my memories of late night shifts were just trying to survive i don't know why i was always tired as a dealer but like playing, he would be like so wired when we were trying to like make money back in the day. And I used to just sleep and then wake up at eleven and go and then just try to play from eleven until the morning. And that was like the best time that I could ever make money. And you know, like back then it was just three, six, it was limit games. But you know, going in on a Friday night, everyone was like so hammered. So it's like, okay, this is a really good opportunity people didn't care right it's like oh man you win again oh, i had a good hand yeah like and they weren't really like focused on you that was one of the best times as a player and uh it's so memorable but being a dealer is like oh my god i just want to forget those days <laughs>
0: <laughs> so much easier to play late night than it is to work oh, late my- night.
2: <laughs> like an hour in, you're just tired and it's like oh my god let's open another table and it's like oh great let's open another table so that we don't get any breaks because everyone will be dealing right please
3: palace was different a lot different than yellowhead right we'd have one game and it was boring usually because it was the same guy sitting there for five hours the same hands. you could tell how every hand was going to work out and it was just they weren't bad players by any means they were pretty good they were fun but it was just the same monotonous players day in day out and you had to try and stay awake yellowhead at least you had a choice i remember going there and it was packed all the time like there was five six tables going easily
0: i think the worst was when it did slow down like especially like you do a weeknight overnight or something there would be occasions where you'd have no game for a period of time but you always got to keep one dealer right but then there was definitely a longer period of time where that would happen and then a game would start like at 10 a.m and it was all the daytime grinders super tight players and you're on the back of a overnight shift and you're just like this is the worst game i've ever dealt in my entire life (laughs) perfectly nice players those guys were pretty nice guys right but the most boring game ever and those were hard not to fall asleep chop it up all right all right Chop it up? Okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. Raise the yep. fold? Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Raise the so six. Fold, 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 fold.
2: Guys, just hold that thought because I just wanted to show you a quick video about an agreement that was made between a couple of the cast members. Let's just hmm. watch this video quickly. Okay. This is an agreement between two <sighs> willing participants made on the meta platform created app known as Messenger. If the Edmonton Oilers win, the 2022 second round series in the Battle of Alberta over the Calgary Flames, Danielle must wear an Edmonton Oilers jersey.
3: At Edmonton, when the Oilers win.
2: Oh my, I understand that the trash talking has already commenced for this first agreement, and that is acceptable.
3: Five minutes into overtime in game five, and McD-
2: I just want to welcome one of our main cast members here. Hey.
4: Well, hello.
3: Hi, Danny. Can you you stand up a little bit? Maybe pull your hair back a little bit. It's just kind of, wow, nice. (laughs) Hi.
1: This is torture.
3: oh it looks good on you the orange and blue look really good on you, daddy
1: the worst colors ever <laughs> <laughs> this is a halloween trick not a treat <laughs> <laughs>
3: well you honored the bet that's great
1: oh yeah. my gosh it's really painful
3: it was a great series wasn't it no <laughs> well, i'd have to pull it up but there was some trash talking after game one i oh, think no. wasn't there i I think. Oh, my God. I don't know how that worked out, but.
0: There was one point. Was it game one, Danny? Danny was like doing the, the goal light every yeah. goal? and you yeah. know what?
1: I was getting spoilers too. So I thought there was no way I was going to spoil. I was on like a three way FaceTime with my mom, who's in radium and my stepdad who's in his house we were all on facetime his tv was like 10 seconds ahead of us so he would go <gasps> and then someone would get a goal so i was like okay so we're behind and so i had no idea i'm very sorry
0: about that no no, no, no. it was it was pretty <laughs> funny like danny's texting this goal light every time calgary scores and i'm like danny i love you but i must be 10 seconds behind you because it's like Goal light, and then like five seconds later is like goal. I'm like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but I watch it like on Sportsnet online, so I don't know. So it's not a big deal. I was just like, just wait a bit longer, maybe. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought I was behind as well, so it was very well. In
3: the end, the flames were definitely behind, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well
1: done, Mike. surprised you're not repping a jersey here everybody else says this is your team buddy
3: i have uh a very superstitious thing going on in these playoffs and it's working so far so we'll just go with this
1: how was their first game against the abs
4: same
3: as the first game against calgary
1: yeah we'll see buddy
3: (laughs) (laughs) slightly better than the first one against calgary
2: oh my
4: god
2: well danny you are such a wonderful sport. Look at this. I've never thought I would see the day where you would be wearing these colors.
1: And everybody in the casino knew about the bet, too. I was like, as soon as the game was on, I was like, we have to change all the TVs in the poker room. Every single one has to be showing the game. And I'm like sitting in like the cash cage or I'm relief and I'm like 200 behind Go!
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i know you're really busy danny i know you have a lot of stuff to do so thanks for jumping on yeah. um, is there anyone you want to say hi to any any shout outs or you want to let everyone know what's up what you doing mm,
1: sure i'll give a shout out to joanne she was awesome while she was in calgary and i was super happy to work with her and i hope to see her again soon awesome
2: that's okay, awesome.
1: guys, I got to get ready for a flight. You guys have fun talking about your shenanigans and go abs go, I guess. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, uh, have <laughs> a great trip, here. Danny. You're a good sport and wear that jersey to the airport.
1: Bye. Right. <laughs> okay, bye guys. <laughs> okay.
3: Bye. That was a great video that you put together. Of the, yeah, uh, that was awesome. Thanks.
2: That took a lot of work because I'm like holding my phone. What are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> like this weirdo here walking with this phone, doing weird stuff.
3: Yeah, It would have been a lot different if the Flames won, I guess, eh?
2: Oh, yeah, like Hand delivery? Know. Yeah. yeah, Pretty much. Walk down the street. <laughs> I'd see you at the hospital and be like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Some sad music in the background.
3: <laughs> I was actually thinking about it the first game. I'm like, should I buy like a body condom so that Jersey doesn't actually touch my skin? Because. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't know exactly how to wear it, so I'm glad I avoided that.
2: Hilarious. Uh, you have some comments here. First one from Facebook user. Uh, that's David. Hi, David. My favorite late night poker shift was 2 a.m. to noon. Yeah, that was uh, the standard shift. I like that shift too. It's
0: certainly the typical, typically most lucrative shift to work. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. And, but then they changed the hours where it was like the casino closed at 3 yeah. And now, like, two to three, you don't get the tips. Right. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, it's regular. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's just regular. So, yeah, to follow up, Vince, what happens with the tips that poker dealers receive? They are pulled until that specific time that the main side of the casino closes. And then from the late night hours, everyone splits on the the, the poker team. They split on their own so they don't have to share with the rest of the floor, which is good.
0: That's pretty much all of Alberta, I think. Yeah. But it's definitely Edmonton. But I don't know about you know countrywide. Can mm. comment on that.
3: I think it was Alberta. I, I'm pretty sure it's still the same. I don't think it's changed all that much. So
2: yeah. All right. Another comment from uh, our friend Daryl G Day, and then G'day, more- G'day. I'm not going to do that anymore. Good <laughs> <laughs> Day. I am sorry. <laughs> And then, of course, we have uh, some porn spam here. So I'm just going to try to block this person. I don't know why that happens. Boo to porn. Okay, uh, the other comment from Daryl. When we would finish the night shift, then head to yellow, to open a table. Just of dealers, wild action. Yeah. Fun
0: that tables to add. deal to,
3: too. Yeah. yeah, those are fun times.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay. I was going to say, like, I had a condom story, because you brought that up, Mike, which was really bad. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: All right. Was there anything you guys wanted to talk about, or did you want to hear about this condom story?
3: Uh-huh, let's hear about the condom story. Okay. You brought it up.
2: So what's option C? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, so as you know, I was working in a training center, and it was off-site, for, like for this one company. So two casinos would converge on this one training center, and I had my own office, which was cool. They brought basically all of the stuff from the two casinos into this room and all the tables were shared. And there's a bunch of stuff from both, which was really nice. I had a couch in my office beside my desk and an actual table in there as well, which was really cool. So I had one of the coolest offices ever. So I'm dating this girl and it didn't go well, obviously, because she's not my wife. You know, she sends me this message and she was like, well... I don't feel so good today. Maybe you should go get tested because I don't know about the holes that you've been sleeping with. And I'm like, that's kind of not cool. But then I think about it's like, well, no, maybe I should get tested. Right. (laughs) So I go and this is the first time in my late 20s and I end up going to the clinic. I think it's seven days after you get tested. Anyways, it was like November 11th on The seventh day, so then I had to wait another day, and then you're always like thinking, It's like, oh man, it's your first time getting tested. It's like, oh, you know, the trouble that I got in before when I was young, and it's like, oh no, you start worrying. And then, anyways, you get there, and then the nurse is like, okay, here's your test Hep A clear, Hep B clear, HIV clear. She flips the page over and it's like, gonorrhea. I'm like, oh my god, there's writing on there, and she's like, nope, you're clear. I'm like, yes you know you get so happy right (laughs) okay i'm relieved this is great i get to the desk and there's this little woven basket and it's got all of these condoms and i was just like oh can we just take those because you don't want to go to like safeway and get a pack of condoms and be like um yeah you know like it's kind of awkward there was no self-checkout back then right so i'm like can i take some in the basket And the girl like the nurse was like yeah for sure take whatever you want so i'm like okay i take like the whole thing <laughs> i stick it in my pocket and then i go and i have this jacket this is what i've been wearing like to the training center anyways i end up leaving it and then i just switch to like a winter jacket i leave it in my office and then they close the center down because they're like we don't need the center anymore we're going to throw everything out so All of the managers came to the center. They started taking everything out. And then one of the managers, Laura, comes out. And she's like, whose jacket is this? (laughs) I look. And I'm like, well, that's my jacket. And she's like, what are these doing in there, right? And I'm like, first off, why'd you put your hand in there? Second off, there is a perfectly good explanation for this. (laughs) And I had to tell her the whole story. She's just like, "No." No, no, I don't believe you. No, I don't believe you. So mm. she just came out of the office and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing going on." <laughs>
3: um, that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, I miss that guys, training
3: center. That was good.
2: I miss it too. Actually, it's one of my favorite places. Not because of the story that I said, but <laughs> all the tables were there. Right? It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of blackjack classes. It wasn't big enough. It was almost big enough to have board meetings and things. And we had nice tables, but they never really used it. They never had the opportunity. There was enough space for you know more than 10 managers. So that kind of sucked. Yeah, we had presentations there. So then like the VPs and the CEOs came down and they did presentations. And that was really cool because like the main area of the training center was really nice. And I always tell people it's like, you know what? It was really tough to let go of that place because when they started getting rid of all the tables and everything, I really wanted to keep everything. Because I'm just like, well, aren't you guys going to bring it back to the casinos? They're like, no, we're not going to keep this stuff. We're just going to buy new stuff if we need it. We're just going to trash it. And so many tables got thrown in the garbage, craps tables. And you know the value of that, right? Mm -hmm. Roulette wheels, things like that. It was just straight to the dump. I was like, oh, my God. You can have a funny money business out of it, right? There's so many Underground
3: Jays Poker House.
2: Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to catch up with a couple comments here from the channel because we did get to 600 subscribers on the channel, which is really nice, so. Awesome. I had a couple of videos and this is really cool just to start making videos again for the channel. Sundays I usually post and it could be anything from craps. People are asking for a lot of craps videos pie tiles and then like even chip tricks and someone asked me to do a video on shuffling i'm like okay <laughs> so uh, here's one a couple from mj she says um wish you the best you've been a several. Oh, thanks i did put a couple of videos on like pressing the six and the eight and then like some variation presses pressing both the six and eight everything that this city has kind of taught I just post it on there with different options. So MJ says, I'm a new dealer, and this has helped me tremendously. And more than any video, I realize how conversions work so much simpler between the sandbox combat area and the box being a banker. Hand accuracy and check management as well. Do you have any additional tips, both of you, that you want to give on like how to manage your first days on craps?
0: You take it, Mike.
3: <laughs> oh, I think I was so scared at the time I don't remember my first days on craps. <laughs> You know, honestly, when you get into training and you really study the game, you study the math, you practice your chip drills. I don't know if anything really prepares you getting on a really busy game when you first start, but it helps talking to experienced dealers. We had the luxury of having John. So we all went to John or Sean or a couple of the other older guys that have dealt craps all over the world. And we were lucky. And they made us feel a lot more comfortable. But basically, yeah, just keep practicing. Practice your math. Practice your chip handling. And you'll get better.
2: How about you, Michelle?
0: Yeah, I think the only thing for me that came to mind, I remember desperately wanting to get really good at pressing. And as soon as I like felt like I'd finally practiced it pretty good and then got busy, it just exited my brain. It was just gone. So I think if you're still pretty rookie, don't hesitate to just not use the presses. Like if it's just not in your brain, just don't. And then just practice more. Like practice is the way you get better and you make it more automatic for sure.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that as well. There's so much to learn. Even now, like getting back to a table, you never learn enough. There's always something new and you find things from other people. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to steal that. Or maybe there's a better way of doing it.
3: Yeah, there mm-hmm. is. You see other people, how'd you do that? Or mm-hmm. or even calls. I love hearing different calls, right? Especially you get a good stickman and you get somebody like Lars on stick. Just the carnival kind of mentality of it. It was awesome. And it's amazing to hear and watch.
2: Yeah. Gerald says player and chip positions. So there's an importance to that. Totally agree. Yeah, 100%. Nothing's worse than relieving somebody and then seeing somebody in like spot two. The same bets in spot four. <laughs> There's only one player. There's only one player there too on the back, and you're like, "Where's this guy?" Oh, she's the same guy. He's the same. I like, "Okay." Please. This
0: is how long it's been for me. I legit forgot that that was the thing. Yeah. Like positions on the square. Like you just reminded me that that's a thing. Where the bets go on the number. That's how long it's been since I've dealt craps. You were talking about. It, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing.
2: Yeah, that's how
0: long it's been. <laughs>
2: I actually want to show you guys a quick picture here because I wanted to show you know. There's always that one casino that has to be different. If you remember this table, mm, mm-hmm. don't pass bar the two. Wonder where this one is from. Every other casino bar the twelve, bar the twelve. This one has to be different. Bar the two,
3: right?
0: Is Isn't that a palace?
3: That's no. baccarat.
0: It's, the uh-huh. other, it's
3: yeah. It's what? It's baccarat. Baccarat. That's right.
0: I was trying to recognize the carpet. It failed.
4: Vince uh,
2: says I have to remember sorry first off I have to remember that we we're doing a podcast so it's like I show pictures and it's like wow look at that picture that's amazing the people on the podcast are like oh yeah totally <laughs> like, <"Dude>, image. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Vince says craps tables to the dump I have tears running down my eyes you would not believe how I felt here's the one thing about it when I realized that I could not pick up the slate because, well, of course, I was like a little wimpy, skinny kid back then. The slate for like half of the table was so heavy and I dropped it on my foot once, like on my toes. It was so bad. I've had accidents there and I've been by myself in the training center. For sure, it'd be like WCB. I pulled a roulette wheel out of the crate and it fell and it tilted and then it fell on my like shins. It was nighttime. (laughs) I fell and I'm like, Ow. And I'm like laying there for like, three, four hours because I swear I felt like I broke my shin. Like that's how hard it hit me. Holy um, crap. But yeah. I and I didn't even like check myself. I was like out for like a week. I'm like, this is dumb. So, so yeah. No WCB. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's three craps tables, I think, that got thrown away. Because they got rid of craps around that time. And it was like, ice. So uh... That is sad to lose those for sure. Yeah, the rise and fall. And then the rise again, right? Because then they ended up having craps tables. It's such a yo-yo in this city. You'll get four tables and then there's like one. There's no consistency in the game. One casino will have most of the market. And that's like poker too, right? Poker in this market has always been really, really like clicky. But there's these two casinos with like half of the market most of the time. And then everyone else is like trying to catch up. And they can't because you don't have enough to offer. You don't have enough tables. You can't do a combination tournament, things like that. So yeah, I
0: think also if you have too many casinos and you don't have the market to support all of them, there's always going to be casinos that suffer, right? So there's only so much market.
3: Yeah. And as a casino, you got to focus on your strengths, right? So if you don't see any craps action, if you don't see any dice action or if you lose the game, if you don't see any poker action, you lose the game, right? I yeah. guess it's all. Analytics and stuff, but
2: we talk about analytics, and I know like all of us have seen it, casino numbers. But honestly, what's your personal opinion on a casino using tournaments to bring in revenue? I'm good with it. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? You're staffing all these 16 dealers, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them are multi game, and you're staffing them on this tournament rotation where the casino gets a fraction of. Whatever administration fees and whatnot. And then like what I've seen is that after these tournaments, these people break off and they don't play. Is it really worth it? Why wouldn't I just have three low limit blackjack tables mm-hmm. when I have a better
3: hold? Yeah, maybe yeah. It's not that they always don't play. Yeah, sure, a lot of them will go home when they get knocked out or anything like that, but you'll have a game start afterwards. You'll have a game or two. A lot of these people will play slot machines, have a bite to eat, right? You have them there. So I don't know if they would come if to play blackjack anyways. If they're just going to leave after the tournament, they weren't there to play blackjack. They weren't there to play slots. They weren't there to do anything else anyways. So if you have them there for the tournament, maybe there's a chance they throw 20 bucks in the slot machine or have a couple beers, get something to eat, right?
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point as well. I never
3: minded tournaments. It was pretty low risk low cost, really. Administration fees cover your dealer hours usually. And yeah, hopefully the offset gets you some revenue.
0: Of the three of us, I mean, I never went above so I really don't have the same analytics experience in my head. I mean, I'm an accountant, but I've never seen the revenue side of casinos officially. But I think the only thing I would say not knowing that stuff is maybe touching on the difference between a weekly tournament versus a Four day, five day big event. Cause I remember at Yellowhead, I don't know if it's like this now, but when we used to have those big events, there'd be tons of cash games, lots of players, and sometimes they have their wives with them or their husbands. And so there was food and action on the floor, slot machines, whatever that came with that. So I don't think you get as much action like that during like just a weekly buy in tournament, but that's just, you know, where my brain went, just thinking about it
3: yeah those big tournaments they have the poker classics that they have down there, yeah, by all means when you throw those, those are huge. never pass up on an opportunity with that, but yeah, more the Tuesdays, Wednesdays, even the Thursdays, they are the downtimes for the casinos, obviously in Edmonton, so you have the Wednesday night poker tournament at Palace, you have four tables in, right, and it's the same thing all the time, but hopefully you get a game out of it, and some other players you know, play a couple hands of blackjack, a couple drinks some slot machine, right? That's a way to drum up patron hours, mm-hmm. right? So you're increasing your patron hours with relatively low cost.
0: I always thought there'd be a benefit to like marketing more to new players. I think poker is the most intimidating game to learn, and step into. All other games you can step into, you might worry about doing the wrong thing, but it's like one hand, it's easier. And I think we did a few things. We tried to do like beginner things or have a night or something, but increase your market size right teach more people how to yeah. play and make them comfortable playing mm-hmm.
3: yeah i think we've talked about it lots on this podcast in previous seasons anyways and that has to do with not only like i learned to play table or anything like that but your dealers how they
1: mm-hmm.
3: teach players to learn and now i'm not saying all dealers across the board obviously that's not true but you've seen it the customer service side die down quite a bit mm-hmm. and the learning has gone dealers aren't really teach and they're just kind of here's your hand that's mm-hmm. it you know you can hit our stand that's it your choice yeah. and they can't tell the players how to play right i get that yeah, but not
0: in a regular you game you gotta
3: yeah you gotta kind of show them a little more i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but a little more custom service towards the new players
2: yeah i don't know i just i find it so hard to do learn to plays and, and just justifying it because i if i really wanted to learn poker i would probably go and get a friend, somebody that I know likes to play poker and play online. That way I don't feel guilty if I do something dumb. I think if that's
0: I- a really good place to start. I still think there's a bridge there. Like You might learn some strategy and stuff like that. You're still, I think, handling the chips. Like I think it's definitely the right way to start. You get lots yeah. of repetition. You get to play a lot of hands. You kind of learn that part quickly. And it's way easier to incorporate a game like that into a casino game than someone who doesn't know anything. So,
3: yeah, I completely agree with you. You learn the flow, you learn the bets, you know, that's great. But yeah, getting on a live table, it's a lot more intimidating when you're sitting down with nine other players, right?
0: For some people, it's not. Like, I dealt the game before I ever played it, and I was scared to play because poker players can be dicks. (laughs) So, like, they're not all dicks. And that goes for any casino patron, right? And anywhere in any store, anywhere, there's always people who aren't very nice. And so I was really timid. I was scared to do the wrong thing and someone would get mad at me and more that I would look stupid. Some people don't have that gene. They're just confident. They don't give a shit, right? They don't care what people think. I would like to be that way all the time. I'm just not. So as I've gotten older, it's been less of an issue. But you know, when I was younger, it was. It was an issue. It I probably took me two or three months to muster up the courage to actually go play. So yeah. And I dealt the game. <laughs> I
2: yeah. don't <laughs> So do you remember the first time that you played where, I don't want to say played, but the first time you really got interested, like you started to like it. It's like, oh, this is a really good game. I, I
0: remember it. the first time I played for sure. I don't remember yeah. the second through 50th time that I played, but I remember the first time I played. My heart was pounding the whole time. You probably couldn't read me because I just looked terrified the whole time. So... <laughs> <laughs> I was just really worried about, I don't know, looking dumb and trying to make sure I was doing the right thing. So I remember sitting seat five, Argyle Casino, three, six, hold'em, and playing with a lot of regulars, like come to know that they're regulars later on. And people were super nice. I never felt stupid. No one ever made me feel that way. I don't remember if I won or lost, but I do remember like I was sweating balls the whole time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mike? Do you remember the first time you played? No.
3: No, I don't. I I don't, because we, after poker class, I think we went and played a lot, and I think this was before Palace and Baccarat were together. I think the first time I ever played was at Baccarat. We did go to Argyle quite a bit, too, so I don't really remember it, and unlike Michelle, I'm used to making myself look like an idiot, so I don't (laughs) really care, (laughs) so I went in there, and I was fine. (laughs) People thought I was, okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you know who I'm married I to, right? I guarantee Alex <laughs> had no problem. Just like, whatever. He did not care. So I know nope. that's not everybody <laughs> for
3: sure. No. Nope.
2: I remember the first time that I played, and it was at Yellowhead. And like the first real time that I played, not hammered or anything. I think a lot of it was well, it was actually during the craps class and during craps training. My brother and Sean were the they're the trainers. So they're like, okay, well, let's go and then let's go like, you know, out. So we ended up going out after. And a bunch of us from that class actually went to Yellowhead and we started playing. And it was really cool because I was sitting there and I didn't know what I was doing. I barely played before. I didn't understand. But all I did that first time was just watch and see what everyone else was doing. And you know, when people got pissed off, it's like, okay, don't do that. So it was really meek. I checked my ass off the whole time. And I didn't know what to do, right? And, you know, it's about, like, when can I expose my hand? When can I not, you know, flip cards over? My only experience was Caribbean stud poker, right? So, it's like, this is not (laughs) translating well at all. (laughs) Yeah. You know, after that, I wasn't really interested in it until, Mike, when you were coming over and Jared was coming over. After work, we were playing a little bit of poker. And then, I think it was True Poker. True Poker was this game... It was an online game where you were playing and it was like three, six, you could play three, six. It was on the computer because obviously we didn't, our phones were really up to date. Then we were playing on the computer, <laughs> we we're playing online and you're playing with like real people. And it's like, okay, I know poker stars was out already. It was okay. But true poker had like the avatars where you like lift the hands up. So it felt more realistic And then we just got hooked on it after that. And then when we had people over, that was fun too. So I'm totally missing out on Grand Prairie. And I'm sorry to all those people that taught me like how to play poker in Grand Prairie because that was a really big deal. They weren't even playing Hold'em. They were playing Omaha High Low. That was like a major, major game back then. They loved it. It was in the casinos and yeah, it was crazy. And I fell in love with that game like right away. So coming home it was just like nobody here wanted to really play it it's pretty um, rare yeah yeah but when people were over we would just screw around and we'd play and that's where i got that whole idea like a 1-3 game we were playing a 1-3 limit game you just drink and i was buying stuff from the dollar store just to like feed everybody and like a whole jug of iced tea mm-hmm. every night and that's it that's how we kind of got through those years of just playing and that's like 20 bucks right people would like lose their tips Someone would be down like 60 bucks. like, oh my god, I'm down 60 bucks. <laughs>
3: those I'm are really fun afraid. nights. Oh, and those are so such fun nights.
2: Yeah. I miss that. I do miss it. Right, let's not talk about how far that went, because we went a little too extreme with that.
3: We could show the poker cards at one point.
2: I can show you the chart of the 50 winners of the whole poker <laughs> series. 50 <laughs> tournaments. Who does that? If you look back on it, it's like, oh my god. Didn't we have anything better
3: to do back then? We had no life.
2: (laughs) I always remember
0: after I started playing poker in the casinos and then I I played in a home game like with buddies, not casino people, like non-casino people. I would get so frustrated because when they play, it's like, I call your three dollars and raise i'm like you can't do that <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: or they'd like yep. you know do something i'm like you can't do that and i was alone they were all like what are you talking about shut up like, i didn't know what i was talking about according to them i had to just let it go my rules brain like okay yeah fine whatever <laughs> so there's lots of angling in that type of game
2: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. right. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's why i like just going to you know, if it is a house game, I'd rather deal because you don't have to deal with that. It's like, oh, my God, you know, you're doing it wrong. Or they start asking you questions about, OK, well, are we allowed to do this? And it's like, no, I'm not working right now. You know, <laughs> you just want to go and you just want to play or you don't want to say anything. And then, you know, when you have a lot of people that are beginners, I can understand, like, sometimes it's not as fun, but...
0: I mean, I got over it. It just—I just had to get yeah. my brain in a different place, right? Like I was so used to enforcing the rules at work, right, where like, it's a big deal, and I thought they would care to know the rules. They didn't, so I just had to—I <laughs> had to just be okay with that.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right your way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let me are get wild.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We used to do that. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> seven card omaha because there's like three people in the house still
3: yeah (laughs) all right the late night what are we thinking of next thing (laughs) yeah
2: exactly get back to some comments here vince says you guys must hate strategy players and one unit presses not true (laughs) what are your comments on this i mean i have some comments but
0: can you define to me what a strategy player is what does that mean
2: what's that implying uh, how about an iron cross? Let's go um, five, six, and eight, one unit, and five in the field. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. let's bet the line and the don'ts. And yeah, then... yeah,
3: okay. Got it. So uh,
2: No, hate's a
3: strong word. <laughs> uh, yeah, it can I... be pretty boring. I remember we had a couple of guys like that, and they just made a couple bucks every roll, or lost a couple bucks every roll. They didn't really do anything. I find it really boring, but they weren't bad players.
0: Like if they're the only player there, it's maybe a little boring, but
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: if there's other players, I don't care. Like
2: mm-hmm. I really don't care. I only care if, if you're doing a system and it's just too like extensive. You know, like if, if you don't know the easiest way of doing your system, then like don't do it. Cause like we'd have a guy go, you know, 64 across one roll, and then it's like take it down. You know, <laughs> and I'd be like well, do you just want to turn it off? It's like, no, I want, I want all the chips back. And yeah. then, like, you know, then the next out be like sixty-four across. I'm like, why don't you just leave it on? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so those are the only players as a dealer. Those are the only. Well, as a player too, right? It's like, dude, man, and I have more liberal that way. Where I'd be like, just don't, don't do that. Right. Yeah. I can tell that to somebody.
0: Yeah. As a player. Yeah. You have a little more freedom to be like, dude, you're being a dick.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like look how you're slowing the game down and I want to go home. Right. Like I just want to play. I want more roles and I want to have fun and look at you slowing the whole game down. Don't be a jerk. And yeah, but you know, you can't say that as a dealer, right? It's like, you know, sir, it would be more advisable if you actually did this. (laughs) No, no, you just want to take my money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know. <laughs> and you're like, no, sir. I mean, we're off to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Those are like the worst players ever. Like, you can't even talk to them because you're talking through them. They're just gonna do whatever and they're not listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. The dealers down here get a kick of my pay chart t shirt. I would like to see that, Vince. <laughs> yeah, we would
3: we, we would all like to see that.
2: <laughs> and Vince says, bar the two. Okay, yeah, those from the Bakrat picture. Daryl says it's a shame that the lemonade tournament had to be canceled. I donated 50 to the Staller, anyways. That's awesome, Daryl and challenge everyone else that was going to play to do the same. I really think we should just do another tournament and raise some money for the stallery. or, you know, like an event. I think that would be really cool. And I know
0: the playoffs are over.
2: Usually they do that around that time. So to kind Mm -hmm. of push things, I can understand. So yeah, I get,
0: I get that for sure. That's always around a certain
2: time. I get that for sure. Yeah. Any other year, right? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no,
0: every other year, it's going to be a big problem for many years to come.
2: I hope so. Yeah,
3: we got to start doing it in July. But yeah, if uh, Jay, if he can post X's information, how people can donate or whatever,
2: yeah, to the um, page that would be great. Yeah, actually, good idea, Mike. The playoffs
0: are about a month later than they used to be. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Are later this year? It's about a month later, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah. Holy cow. Sorry, Vince. I might need some help down the road with these pop-ups. Ridiculous. I will go to my settings. Vince, I gave you a blue wrench. So if you want to give you administrator privileges on the Casino Dealer J YouTube channel. Take care of our porn box. Please. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, wasn't me, guys. I don't know what I've been searching. Oh, my God.
3: Check Jay's browser history.
2: Sorry, where was I? <laughs> um, yeah, so the stallery got canceled. This was the initial post for it. You know, like we're AHS, so the stallary is like near and dear. It's really important to us. Um, if you guys do want to donate, the email is down there on the bottom lisawoodworths.ca. And then just send her a message. She's amazing. The things that that family does is incredible. They've raised so much money for the Stollery over the years. It's such a great cause. And I'm proud to have known them as not as close as my brother, but I do know them as friends, really good poker players too. So that's the connection. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We have a few minutes left. A couple more comments. Is there anything you guys wanted to bring up today? Or are you guys doing all right?
3: We covered a lot, actually, a lot more than I thought we were.
2: I wasn't sure who was going to join this episode, so we kind of kept it open. I was going to do an ask to cast anything, but we've done a few of those already, and it's nice to see you on, Vince. Um, You always have some good comments. If you have time, go and check out his site, because I've seen some really cool videos and some nice systems that they analyze, and it's really cool. So I'm not going to say any more because I haven't really looked at everything, but yeah. So far, so good. I'm, You know, I appreciate the comments on the YouTube channel. And it's so nice to have you on here. And uh, what does he say? Start with 22 inside and press 22 inside each win, giving you very weird box number bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so for a new dealer, they're going to hate that one, right? 22 inside, press a unit. But for someone that can drop cut, that's nothing. For me, I'm okay with that. I can press 22 inside. It should be fast. Normally, you're just drop-cutting the fives on top anyways, so the five and nine doesn't even matter. It's just a six and eight you have to manage. So, anyways. Oh, Daryl says, I tried 22 inside, 22 in the field.
3: You just bet red and black on a
2: roulette.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, that's not, I guess, maybe one hit. You avoid the seven. Ah, You avoid the seven. It's not too bad
0: seven is the most commonly rolled number
3: yeah no i know i know I, i'm just i'm just thinking that if you
4: i'm just giving you
3: 20 okay yeah uh, i can see it i wouldn't do it i can see oh, it.
0: yeah i don't do, like as a player i'm like if you're gonna play play like to me that's not playing right like so but that's just me i don't care if other people do it i'm not
2: a big systems player hmm New comment, Dice Grinders, Evening Peace. Voila, hello. Hi. Great name. Hello. Yeah, I I don't have a cool name for YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cool name. I I... think
3: uh, Vince posted, Arnell.
2: Cool. Yeah, Jay said they tossed craps tables in the dump. Yeah. Even, like, the alligator, the siding, like, even that that got thrown away. The rails... You know, they were really nice. They were awesome. Speed racks, everything. The speed racks were, um, no, no, they, I kept them actually. And then I brought them back to the you all of them? Uh, there was only um, like five, five, six. They were plastic ones though in the training center. So they weren't even that good. But anyways, they ended up going back to, because I knew like we'd still use those and, they fit in the car. <laughs> I had a Pontiac <laughs> Pontiac Sunfire, whatever fit in the Pontiac Sunfire. I took only
0: I the speed racks.
3: I'd you you, could, you could lift those.
2: <laughs> There's lots of cards and like buckets of chips. Yeah, buckets of clay chips and things like that. Those are the only things that are really salvaged. But the tables, oh my God, the tables. Even like the bumpers, even the bumpers were like, why are we throwing this away? Like, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, where I'll go get it. Yeah. Um, if only this was when 2008, 2008. Oh, God. 2009. Tough find now. Yeah. Anyways, just uh, yeah. Let me clean up here. It must be a $5 table. Uh, our tables are $5 now. We did that have $10 $5 now. I mean, they were $5 yeah.
0: in 2002.
2: So. Yeah. There were some $10 tables, but most of them were five. So yeah. Oh, sorry. My I don't there. know
3: what they are now. I, honestly, I don't know what they are. It's been so long since I've played. I have no idea what they are.
2: Yeah. They're all five right now, but there's only four in the city that are left. COVID had a lot to do with that, unfortunately. So of course. yeah. Sorry. Vince says when field wins, toss back to dealer press all inside 44. Well, yeah, that's that's the Daryl method. What do you do with a 12? You, do you press two units?
3: I would. <laughs> I mean, if I played it, I wouldn't. But <laughs> if I played it, I know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, two, 12, Hi, two units.
2: 44 inside, lay the four and 10. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones that you're going to remember, right? It's like, oh, man, this guy. Okay. <laughs> All right, but yeah, the one unit across, take it down after one number, and not turn it off. Like that's oh <laughs> that's why I can drop cut now because of players like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Silver lining. Anyways, no eight for a hundred and six. Oh, okay, okay. We're cleaning up now here. Oh, sorry. I want to bring somebody in here.
4: Hello. Hey. hey. <laughs> Just crashing your party. how's it going there i am
0: dude you look the same as i remember you the 20 years ago
2: (laughs) oh wait hold on (laughs) a little more gray hair (laughs) (laughs) yeah can you you can hear right yeah okay can you guys tell we're brothers (laughs) yeah we're two different people (laughs) <laughs> totally different. <laughs> so, um, for you new viewers, I just want to let you know this is my brother. He hasn't been on the the channel at all for like yeah. two seasons. He's like, no, I don't want to. Unacceptable. Be on your just yeah. have
4: nothing to add, right? Yeah, I just you guys are all uh, seasoned vets and all that. So, but, not a very good storyteller. Pretty boring,
0: yeah, right? I'm not so. buying it for a second.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, but hopefully um, we're gonna have him on in a few weeks here and kind of share some of his stories since yeah. he's much older than us and uh, <laughs> he was there in the days when uh, casinos had showgirls and the, the showgirls mall and stuff, and, yeah, and everything <laughs> downtown.
4: No, you know what? It was pretty much just a wall of smoke. You <laughs> yeah. <see laughs> <that>. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But anyways, just wanted to say hi. Yep. Hi, Alex. Hey, good seeing hey, you guys. Take care. Yeah. No old stories about us in the day, hey? No stories. Yeah, okay, you good. guys are all just way too young. Angels, I forget. Angels, <laughs>
2: angels. <laughs> no, Mike's talking about the palace stories about like when you got written up. So, you can bring Mike's file mm, back out from raven. the depths. Yeah, I think we can.
4: Right? Uh, who do I talk to? Oh, yeah, there's still people there. Yeah, yeah there would be. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think criminal. this lady named Esther might be able to dig up some files. <laughs> right? nah. Grab <laughs> actually i'm there um on uh saturday i'm in their town all so right i will try to dig up some uh
0: the filing cabinets some
4: files and all that <laughs> get the night off on saturday okay but you know like what? one, <laughs> one good like story wedding? Right. <laughs> i think everyone that uh i had the pleasure of working with i'm so proud of you know, how they progress throughout the industry. And I know some people have moved on, but look at some of the crew that are still there. Just really amazing group of people. And you know what? I miss them, but, you know, I get to see them now in a little more.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> right. Right on. Well, you guys good, take good care. Eggs. Yeah.
3: We'll see ya. See ya. This
0: guy just walks in my house,
2: and <laughs> does whatever he wants. <laughs> Dice <laughs> <laughs> Grinders, thanks for subbing to our awesome. channel. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for jumping on and saying hello. We're just finishing up right now. We are not, well, like
0: Michelle's feel young, I feel guess. Like I, <laughs> Michelle
2: yeah. is. What
0: are you talking about, Mike? We're the same age. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, Jay's yeah, you younger just look, you out, look like so <laughs> No, Jay's older. Is he? Yeah. Jay's
0: oh, I thought you were younger.
3: Two months older than me, three months older than me.
2: Gerald says, I'm not young, I am. Uh...
3: Yeah, you don't have to tell us. Daryl, we know. <laughs> we know. Love you, Daryl.
2: We know, though. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, just to finish up, guys, just some final shout-outs. Michelle, anybody want to say hi to?
0: Shout-out to Vince and Daryl and Dice Grinders. It's awesome having, I mean, Daryl for sure. I don't know, like, I haven't been for the last two episodes, but I think Daryl's been around every single episode I've been hosting, on co-hosting, whatever. So. Yeah, it's nice to have that back and forth with you guys.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Awesome. How about you, Mike?
3: Yeah, Daryl, always a pleasure. Thanks for being on for so long. Vince, great questions. Days Granders, nice to see you. Um, X, great of you to drop by. Esther, don't give him anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay, so thank you guys for being a part of this. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right. Okay, everybody, everybody. Enjoy your evening. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.